thanks so much, Matt, for joining me today. And again, if anybody wants to listen to our first episode, episode 54, uh, if you, anybody wants to kind of hear a deep dive into One Tree Planet, what it is, its sort of mission. Here, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about you know the overall industry, trees and the environment, Earth Day, a little bit on nonprofits and just a lot of different topics. But if anybody wants to listen to sort of the One Tree Planet story and that story, they can they can do episode 54. I'll link it in, in below. But I kind of want to start with Earth Day, right? And it, it, it's sort of this, <laughs> this Super Bowl, if you will, uh, of the environment, I guess, every day, each year, and it's coming up. And so what is it like to prepare, right, for Earth Day? as sort of an environmental nonprofit. It's Earth Day has kind of gained a lot of momentum over the last decade or so to be a pretty big deal now. So is it just like a draft? Is it like a, a draft for a professional sports team? You know, you're just preparing for months and months trying to get something terrific done? Yeah, totally. It is like a draft day and months in advance. And I think that we should be doing even more months in advance. And I think this year we bit off more than we can chew because usually every Earth Day, Earth Month, we have organized 100 tree planting events around the world, which is a task in itself with the team. But just I think the environment's becoming more and more top of mind and more people are reaching out trying to figure out things they can do for Earth Day. So this year, what we did was we got five great sponsors that chipped in some decent amount of funding to help us host this really big event that we're doing on Earth Day in San Francisco. So people are arriving in San Francisco. Thursday, we're doing, you know, a, a tour around San Francisco. We were going to a baseball game, seeing the Oakland A's against Baltimore Orioles. But then Friday, we have sessions all day with, you know, a lot of different companies, brands that are helping the environment. We have partners from the ground coming from the Amazon rainforest from India. Wow. Uh, Cal Fire is going to be there and the drone technology, the satellite mm. monitoring. So on Earth Day, it's going to be a really informative day, but we want to make it light and fun and not like sure. 3G or anything like that. And then we go all go out for dinner and it's just going to be a great, you know, four day event with like minded people to learn about what is going on in the industry. And then Saturday, we're doing a big tree planting event, in Golden Gate Park, where there's going to be like 400 volunteers coming out. And then on Sunday, we're doing a site visit. So, you know, a lot for our team to be organizing right now on top of wow. Earth Day being super busy. And then we always get brands of people calling us, you know, in April, like, oh, my God, it's Earth Day. And what can yeah, we do? right. Well, last last minute. Huh? Last minute stuff. Well, you, you had mentioned uh, satellites and sort of drones and sort of how, you know, we've spoken a little bit about technology before before we started recording a little bit what are some of the interesting things that you're seeing around drones around satellite i guess what the, can that do you know for us as sort of earth lovers and and people who want to understand biodiversity a bit more and how trees affect sort of our everyday life. I guess, what are you seeing from a technology point of view, specifically, you know, those things you're going to talk about the best? Well, you know, being in this environmental space, giving to any organization, let's just say, is like, hey, I'm a donor. How is my money being used? Yeah. I think that's top of mind, right? And especially us being one tree planted and you know, people are donating to get a tree planted is how do I know my trees being planted? And then did it survive? So the technology component is important for us in 2022. So there's, call it, let's just say three for us that I'm looking at is when somebody is out there in the field and whether it's in Kenya or it's in New Zealand, how do I know the tree was planted? So can they take the picture of that tree and it's GPS tagged, you know, mm -hmm. and you can't alter the data and that they can go back out 
three months, six months and take the picture and it's being tagged and it's showing that it's surviving. So that's one aspect of technology we're beta testing right now in the field. And I think an important part to that is that, that we're sharing with that farmer on the ground and he's got something that's more sustainable. So how could we pay them? And we were talking about mm. other technologies yeah. through the payment methods, which is a whole other conversation. But then the second part is drones. So the drones, not necessarily for the planting of trees, but the drones that we can go out to our partners and teach them how to use it. And it can fly around the landscape very efficiently and, and, and analyze the landscape, a massive landscape, down to the blade of grass. Right. So we can wow. understand where are the critical areas that there's more need of planting or hmm. hot spots, let's just say. But then there's the post part, because then we could then update the donor and saying, hey, the project's complete. and They're getting this drone imagery and you can 3D land the, the landscape and get down to the blade of grass. So very cool. I mean, the technology yeah. can get down to even seeing anthills that are coming back. And then the third part to the technology <laughs> that's going to be at the conference and we're working on is the satellite technology. So there's a lot of great companies out there doing the shots that can get down to half a meter resolution. Hmm. And, and you could really see, you know, how much is being restored so that we don't have to get on a plane and fly across the world to kind of see that our projects right. are indeed working. So after three years, you know, you have that satellite imagery that's getting more and more sophisticated and it's moving very fast on all fronts. So those are the three topics that we're bringing up at our, we're calling it Forest Fest in San Francisco. <laughs> I love that. It's like a, a South by Southwest for, for Earth, right? That would be, that'd be something to chill. Forest Fest. At this point, you guys have planted over 40 million trees, mm -hmm. right? And, and that is, you know, obviously an immense sort of goal that has been surpassed. And that is, you know, take a step back and, and sort of applaud the team, right? This is pretty immense goal that has been met. Um, but when, what I noticed was interesting is that, you know, in 2019, it was like, you know, 4 million, 5 million. And then it, all of a sudden, they had this growth spurt of not just one tree planted, but I think just the, the space of trees, trees just made a comeback in society of being like, hey, this is something I think we all can do. I think it all it all registers with all of us because I think we can all plant trees, right? It's something that we can do personally. It's something we can donate to and it's affordable to to do that, right? Where a lot of other things just is just a bit, bit more difficult. But from let's say like 2019 to now, right? You guys have seen great growth. Do, do you believe that that's from society in general being more aware of trees and its possibilities? Like what do you contribute that growth to? A couple of things and it's a great point. I think one- the environment and consumers were expecting mm -hmm. more from brands that they were buying from. So the momentum was in place. But I think yep. the thing that was maybe even more the catalyst was when COVID started and a lot of people were working from homes and companies were always kind of scrambling to hit that next quarterly objectives or whatever. Mm. People got to take a breather and, and, and got to refocus their efforts as companies and people that, hey, the environment's important. And, I, and the other part that I tie into it is that there was skepticism saying, hey, if we invest this time and this money into doing this, is it really going to work? But mm -hmm. I think, you know, in the three months, we saw the waterways being cleaner. You could see the Himalayas. So you saw in three months, wow. hey, with less people out there. So we should be doing more. And we got a lot busier um, as an organization because, yeah, companies were trying to realign their commitments and 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 there's internally employees were saying number one thing that we want to do as employees is things that are helping the environment and then trees to, to add to that it's tangible so like when yeah. you go out and get your hands in the dirt and you're planting that tree you go back you can see it and trees are helping you know with a lot of other factors which i think is important so air quality water quality creation of jobs carbon and then you know we were at cop and a lot of big commitments 
for yeah. reducing deforestation, planting more trees, a lot of other initiatives coming out, trillion trees, billion trees here, Canada yeah. made the commitment for 2 billion trees, but easier said than done. And I say that, you know, loosely, because, you know, where do we have access to the land? Do the nurseries have the ability to scale, to grow that amount of trees? And, you know, it's not just about planting a tree, it's growing a tree. So I think that the world is now realizing, you know, that it is important, it needs to be done, but it's doing it the right way and not just doing it loosey-goosey. Yeah, that was, that was actually my next question is doing it, look, doing something good is important, right? I think we all agree that we all taking that step forward as from individuals and corporates, there's, there's still like a right and a wrong way to do everything, right? And, and making sure that if you're doing good and, and you're doing it the right way, because you want to emphasize that impact, right? Just like you want to emphasize, you know, making money and profitability, and you should have the same mindset when you go toward impact, right? Like, how can we do this the best way possible? So I guess when you talk to, you know, whether it's companies, um, big or small, whatever it may be, and what people are sort of looking for, even if they don't go with you guys, right? But like, how do you point them in like the right direction of, hey, if you're going to do this, do this right. And this is how you do it correctly, right? Is that a lot of the conversations that you have or they come in and kind of already know what they want to do? No, I find most of the time they don't know what they want to do. I use the word enlighten them, you know, and a lot of companies, you know, are making these carbon neutrality goals and objectives by this, and they're trying to figure out the best way to do it. And like, you know, when you plant a tree, it's definitely not going to be the cheapest way to hit that carbon offset right. number for them but mm-hmm. we talk about co-benefits you know when you're planting yeah. here and restoring x amount of hectares you're also helping with water quality soil quality biodiversity so a company could say hey we're doing this to reduce our footprint but we got all these other great co-benefits but you know one tree planted we look at quality projects and luckily because we've grown to be in this the size right now we are staying the company's thanks but no thanks because mm. you know this is an amazing mm. project but the cost is this and um, yeah. this is the right way to do it. And it's not good for anybody to just try and do it on the cheapest possible way. Great where co-benefits there. I think that is, to me, it's such a term that I think more and more people uh, should try to look at when they're doing any type of project, right? Or any type of decision that they're making, whether it's in a for-profit or a non-profit organization, mm-hmm. like the co-benefits of something is so phenomenal. Like you said, plant a tree, you plant a tree. But not really, like you plant a tree, you could create jobs in the local community. Those trees could have food on them that are nutritious and help with the local, you know, food economy, mm-hmm. local, local nutrition. There's, yeah. like you said, there's so many ancillary domino effects yeah. when you do these type of things. So when you, t- again, when you, when you talk to them, like, is that kind of where you steer them toward? Like, look, you're not just planting a tree. You're actually doing much more than that. It's trying to show them that vision a little bit, huh? Trying to explain that. Totally, totally. And you know what? I excite them. You know, I get on yeah, a call for sure. Rant, there's a bunch of people and they're trying to figure it out. And all of a sudden they're coming back and like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now we want to do this. Now we want to do that. But they're putting their toe in the water, let's just say, with us as an organization, mm-hmm. which I completely understand because, you know, we're only eight years old, continuing to grow, trying to bring reforestation to the next level in terms of the transparencies and tracking every dollar in yeah. to the project and getting the reporting back to them in a timely manner. Where I found in the in, back in the day, you know, you're in the dark. You made a donation to X organization. Two years later, you got this massive report, crazy technical, you didn't understand it. Right. So when we talked about the technology aspect, another part that I missed is, you know, portal where the donor could like log in and understand at what stage is my dollar and how's it being used. But going back to the original point is showing them that this works. And mm-hmm. then I think if you can get a company, a person of any size that they're going to give you $20 now, you're, you're over 
delivering, you know what I mean? Right. In terms of sure. what they're seeing, then they're going to give you a hundred dollars and then they're going to give you $200 and they're seeing that it's working. So that's the way we've been growing and we keep it super simple um, it's and, pretty, and be straight up with them. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's uh, you can simplify it down. Right. And, and just if they want to do it, they want to do it. Right. But I think it's, it's such important to do it the right way, you know, and I think I see, you know, some people perhaps maybe not doing it the right way or just kind of doing it because like you said, it's just have to, they have to check it off as a, as a check, as a checkbox on for their company, right. For that year. I want to jump into a little bit of the, the great old nonprofit industry. Right. And it's, uh, <laughs> and as we venture into to 2022, I guess, what are you, maybe optimistic about not so optimistic about some, you know, some good things some bad things, just kind of get a, a scope from being, you know, a nonprofit leader in the, in the industry now for almost a decade, I guess, what, what are you hopeful for or optimistic about for, for this year? I think more collaboration. Mm. I think the 80, 20 rule has always been top of mind. Like if I, to any nonprofit, I'm mm. as a donor, I'm giving that, you know, it's being used appropriately, successfully, efficiently, let's just say, but I see more collaboration hap- happening newer generation kind of coming in thinking yeah. openly why spend money on duplication of resources if we can do this together have greater impact together 2022 for us as a nonprofit i think nonprofits are definitely viewed differently than the for-profit in terms of how things are being done which i get yeah, um, yeah. but at the end you want to look at impact 80 20 meaning that 80 percent of my dollar is being used to go to the ground and 20% mm-hmm. to cover the operating, because that's still critical, because you still need to check these projects and everything. And just, you know, better transparency to what is going on. Yeah. And, and I think we were talking about it in cryptocurrency, blockchain, like, wait, wh- what are ways that, you know, we can be just making this work way yeah. better? Before we had how we had touched on, you know, blockchain a little bit and, and just being about, hey, okay, we have to start to understand this, like, try to figure out what, how could be beneficial to us? You had mentioned like you've done some research in it, and I guess what is your your opinion of it now, and perhaps what it could be, right? Like right now, it's you know version one, right? So, but in a decade from now, it could do some really powerful things. But I guess just when you did your research and looking into it, kind of what did you what did you find out? So we we spoke and 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 uh, you know I did my research out there because there was a lot of people said we want to donate to you with cryptocurrency, and we couldn't even accept it. But then we found yep. a platform where we could accept it. And we've received quite a bit of funding yeah. from that, which has been great. And then it converts into dollars and there, yeah. I have a team that figures out how that all works. So very <laughs> limited knowledge in this space. And then I was speaking to blockchain because I think if I can enhance this whole journey on how it happens with mm. like state of the art that nothing could be altered and it's there, fantastic. But yeah. you know, at the end, the project on the ground was entering the data and that's where I found that well, the whole point to this is being as accurate as possible. And there could be no kinks in the chain, let's just say. And I found that it's not there, but look, you have to try it and perfect it and give feedback. So we're talking to a lot of different organizations out there trying it. And, you know, what's that expression, you know, kicking the can or, you know, figuring out, and they're just keep getting better and better. Look, when I started this year one, year two, year three, you're figuring it out as you go. And that's the way that I roll here. I figure it out as I go and what worked well, what's not working so well, what are we doing better next time? Yeah, you had mentioned uh, nonprofit and for-profit a, a little bit ago. And, you know, it's it's really interesting because the best nonprofits, like the ones that do really, really well, like just run themselves like a for-profit business, hmm. right? And I see yeah. that a lot in you guys. And it, it just, you just kind of see it through the new offices that you have, right? You're, 
you're, you're trying to create an environment for your employees who want to come in every day, you know, bright windows, bright lights, let's, mm-hmm. you know, like a startup, right? It looks like a startup yeah. there, right? And, and that's, I think that mentality, I don't know if it's, if it's like looked as not a good way to do things in, in the nonprofit like uh, arena, but it, it seems reluctant to kind of take that approach as, as hey, we're going to act like a for-profit, you know, company in this. And, and you have to, do. if you want to grow, if you want to yeah. grow and, and, and you want to have scale. And again, I'm building this not to be the largest organization out there in our space. Corporate mm-hmm. culture is mm-hmm. the most important. And we have an amazing team here and giving the right type of work environment. Yeah, you're going to spend a few more dollars having the technologies and having a retractable roof and having trees that are growing inside there that and dog friendly environment where people can come people like they're like oh my god this is an amazing place to to, to in an old restaurant in the old restaurant right give give, give them the yeah, give them the cool. and like give them the visuals <laughs> we're dealing with the, i'll give you an example when i go to forest fest we are invited to throw out the home opener pitch one tree uh-huh. Oakland, yeah. hey. and i know somebody I, one tree planted is a fanatical uh, baseball fan like she loves it and she, I said, Christina, you can, you can throw it out, right? And one of the project managers was in Costa Rica with Coldplay backstage hanging with the band because when you buy a ticket, it's planting a tree. And they were like having such oh, a great wow. time. They got to see the projects in Costa Rica doing the tour, this and that. Wow. So people, they love what they're doing, you know, and we're doing great things together. But yeah, so I approach it very differently. I hear it all the time that I'm unconventional. We all have funny titles and and org chart to me i want it to be as flat as possible and we're all moving together as the org chart is just branches right yeah, exactly. Boom. <laughs> no exactly so now i have to find a happy medium between the way that i have my vision and the corporate culture yeah. build a brand because we're 60 people in the organization keeping things structured properly yeah. and being able to grow but yeah to answer your question is i think it's very important and it kind of, that is one thing that irks me in terms of the, the way that nonprofits are viewed and you can't do this and you can't do that right. and like why not you know well it's yeah. never been done before but all these people have done crazy successful things did things that had never been done before and they either disrupted the industry or they brought it to the next level. And you have to have that kind of view, I feel, yep. to do what we're doing. You mentioned scale and scale means, can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people and a lot of different industries. What does scale mean for you? You know, is it, is it strictly the amount of trees, you know, being planted every year? Is that is that sort of the, the scale metric that, that you look at? No, and again, it's not about being a hundred million tree mm-hmm organization if it happens organically so be it i want us to scale but when i say scale in terms of having a stronger infrastructure in terms of our technologies being able to really have a full handle on everything that's going on then things falling through the cracks or becoming mm-hmm. siloed as a team because you know as you grow you're also siloed and this left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing day by day week by week think life throws you curveballs right We've had projects that, you know, based on certain circumstances, get delayed or get paused going back to the donors saying, hey, well, your funding that went here can happen because of X, Y, and Z. What do you want to do? So again, just but being able to be efficient, not bogged down. And so my main thing would be we're growing organically. That's the best way to do it. You know, sometimes it's, uh, I think yeah. being prepared to for scale is, is something yeah. that proactive is versus reactive. Yeah. You know, yeah. Constantly yeah. thinking way ahead. So I constantly try and get my team to think about that. All the difference, no rock on stone unturned. 
And when you mention scale, I mean, scale from a technology perspective, you have massive scale because the technology, but, you know, we still have manual labor. We still have land that mm. we have to prep and we still have right. nurseries that can only grow 500,000 trees. So if you take the West Coast, for hmm. example, there's not the nursery capacity to scale over there. So I have constraints on that side. Then it's access to land that we could actually get into. And then is the land even prepped and able to take these right. other trees? What's happening in the future five years from now that, you know, more resilient to drought or forest fires. So can we even scale? So it's just right. not from a technology standpoint where you can have massive scale. There's things that can be barriers to us. And then the labor pool, you know, in a lot of yeah. regions oh, where they yeah. traditionally had agricultural labor, don't want to mm. go that route anymore. So a lot of projects are telling us that they're having a hard time finding the labor, even if I could grow the nurseries, equip them with the trucks and the logistics to get there. So a lot of moving parts on ice on our side that people don't really think about. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. There's a there's a lot of manual still kind of uh, version one of of everything is still, you know, people having to, for lack of a better term, get their hands dirty. Right. I mean, there's still human capital in all this to scale. And that obviously, you know, was really tested with with COVID. Right. Like, mm -hmm. was that. Was that the hardest time you went through? Like as a leader of the organization, was that the most difficult couple of years you've had? Um, big growth for us. And again, yeah. just because of COVID and big, big brands now realigning their environmental commitments and calling us, trying to figure out ways to do it. But, you know, part for us was doing tree planting events just in local cities where those employees mm. and those key decision yeah. makers can come out, get their hands in the dirt and realize how it was helping with the water quality or the local biodiversity. Then the light bulb goes off to them. Mm -hmm. They're like, great, let's do more. And we've been scaling. So I think the hardest part when you say in the challenge has not been from COVID itself, but has been in our growth has been the hardest part for me and keeping that corporate culture and the, the 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 way I want the organization to run when you have so many people. It's been is that is that just being is that changing your like the way you hired you know in the first three years has that has that changed has that changed at all for you? Oh yeah. When you scale, yeah. like you said, you kind of have to have to hire a little bit more quickly, right? <laughs> yeah, we have a, yeah hire more quickly. Being able to to realize to get the people that you want that takes three months or four months to find right. the right candidate to fit. Mm -hmm. We're also bringing a lot more people that have 10, 15 years experience working in this environmental space that maybe work for larger organizations that mm -hmm. weren't as nimble, that wanted to kind of do something that was going to have a quicker impact than coming here where we're nimble. So we're starting to get a lot more people coming in now with decades of experience, which is helping us a lot because it's helping, you know, that expression, hire people smarter than you. To me, I have like, yeah, and everybody's way smarter than me and knows their stuff. And we're building an incredible team that can work, you know, cohesively together in a great Great group of people. I think I might have said to you on the last time, but no Debbie Downers. Like people are like, yeah, we're yeah. gonna get this done and we're gonna figure out a way <laughs> to get it done, right? And that's what you want to do. You're gonna run into roadblocks and obstacles, and you can't just stop because a lot of times people say you can't do it. People are like, okay, no, figure out a way to make it work. And that's what we want here. And then you know, we have an HR department. The first few people that came in here, they just were fresh out of university. And didn't yeah. really have a specific degree of that, but you figure it out on the right. job. You go, and you just keep calling and this and that. Look, even myself, and I was calling people to just understand the space. The whole people thought I was a quack, but you <laughs> want to absorb all the information. And I have stories where I would tell them, one day I'm going to give you a million dollars. The United States Forest Service, and they're like, I'm sure they hear that all the time. But we give yeah. them millions of dollars now. You know, so I had this dream of what we wanted to do and inspire people, make it simple for people to help the environment. And I really never would have thought 
we're at, we'd be at this stage or this level, but it's been a great journey. Going to the, to the Forest Service example, is that because you're able to work with them to plant damaged land, whether it's from natural disasters or something like that? Like, how, how would you work with them? Well, they've only had three official partners for decades. We became the newest partner and there's four official partners. So why they let One Tree Plant to come in, don't know, but here we are. So I really thank them for giving us this opportunity. But, you know, we receive funding and I call it buckets. And if somebody donates a dollar, yep. $10 and the company gives 10,000, then I have these big amounts of funding. Gotcha. So then we have on our website, you know, donate to, you know, a, a national forest. And mm, then, gotcha. and then, so they have their budget. The, the forest service and it's for you know x y and z so we're paying for the cost of the trees and the cost of the labor that's going to go out and plant but there's a lot of gotcha. other costs the forest service has like the site prep and the monitoring and the maintenance of the trees so this is working together and it's often a, a lot of these projects right that organization hmm. on the ground has their own funding they're always missing a bit more capital so we come in and say we're going to give you gotcha. more and it, it's the catalyst to get the project going and then they could get maybe a grant match that's local. Gotcha. So a lot of times it's three components of funding that gets these projects off the ground. And to me, I believe that it's the better way because the organization on the ground has a vested interest to make this project work. Because if it was us or any organization said, here's a million dollars, plant it. And they go out and they plant it loosely. And then yeah. there's no monitoring and they didn't think it through and they lose the million dollars. But it's not our money. We got it from some government. We got it yeah. from that organization. Yeah. No, they've worked really hard to raise X amount. We're giving them the same amount and together. What's that collaboration you were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, like that totally, totally. It's the being, best way. And making it simple to receive the funding. One last piece. So that right. you're not jumping through hoops and hurdles because I think a lot of organizations are bootstrapped, three people organization doing incredible work for decades. But when they want to fill it, it takes some weeks and hours and hours of mounds of paperwork, right? Yeah. Yeah. We make it pretty simple for them. And obviously we have a really good vetting process that our team, you know, gets in from the criteria in three stages, you know, in order. And then we release the funding and milestones. So they have to prove to us mm. that, you know, they're doing this part. So a third, gotcha. upon, a third in the middle and a third upon completion. So that way we have all the info and they can report back to the donors. Cause again, we have an obligation to making sure that your $1 that came to us is getting planted, getting planted properly is surviving and and what happened speaking of like as forest fest comes right it's coming up is this the first time you're going to do it since covid was it before covid y'all had this or this is a new thing that you're doing it's a new thing because i used to just take my team i used to go to colorado every year for earth day mm -hmm. and we just have a fun thing internally and we would get yeah. volunteers to come out and we plant in four mile canyon this is the first year that we're doing it and we have sponsors on board we have like uh, workshops and sessions so people are coming and it's 15 minute sessions don't want it to be 30 minutes or one hour and you're starting to look right. at your phone like i'm yeah. going to know this is successful <laughs> i look in the audience they're not on the yeah. phone they're engaged right and the the goal when people say well what's your objective this and that we're hearing internally and my goal is that if you come to this when it's over you're like oh my god i can't wait to come next year to this and yeah. like, and you're having great conversations with people you could be talking to cal fire you could be talking to my marketing director an rcd and and you're like wow that's how you're doing it i never had, had a clue that that's how it's being done we're definitely biting off more than we can chew um we're keeping it small our my first rodeo on this one and is it going to be in San Francisco next year or do we do it in another, you know, key city? Right. Yeah, after that, we'll cool. assess and figure out. But I think it'll, it'll be a great four days for people to really learn a lot, meet like-minded like people. And I think that, look, I mean, you know, COVID kind of obviously crushed live events for two years, right? 
there's still, I mean, getting together with people is like, you know, you can do these virtual events, right? You can do like right now we're, we're virtual, right? I mean, but like, there'd be nothing like us sitting together and doing this, right? It's just a different feeling. So that connection with people, like, I feel like that is going to allow even more scale, right? Even more partnerships, even more development with collaboration, whatever it may be. I, I just see like, live live events coming back to light for you know whether it's a nonprofit industry or startups or, or companies whatever it is the collaboration part i think we didn't have any almost not any but like you know it's different when you have live sort of collaboration i think things get done better and in more detail yeah my chief yeah. operating officers in maine would do zoom call zoom call when he comes here into montreal now and been more often one hour in the in the room conference room whiteboarding it feels yeah. way more right and it's amazing right it, yeah. which you can get done in three hours in person yeah. versus it's such a big difference but you know what you said for this next year we should be doing this conversation well let's just say it's in back in san francisco together I want you there well i'll be well we'll be back in america so we we're, we're moving back in uh january next year so january 2023 right. so i will uh put it on the calendar man and that right. will be right. like something i will make happen for sure if it's in san francisco right it could be i guess yeah. in utah colorado whatever it may yeah. be totally and what episode Forest number fest. is this one i mean the one way did originally was 54 like i mean Dude, this is almost this is almost 100 more past yours or wow. almost be like 100 more past that one we did and, so, I, and I listen to so many of them and they're so great and such diversity. So good on you. So that's amazing. Awesome. I appreciate it. Well, well last question I, I have here is, uh, you know, 2022, I think we, we kind of, you know, tackled a, a lot of the, the information, but let's say, you know, the next decade, right? I mean, I know that's tough to, to talk about and when we look at scale, but I guess what are some of the successes and goals that, you know, you would like to have for the organization, you know, the next decade, if we can look that far out. I'm trying to take a couple months out, you know, in terms of <laughs> an incredible team. Again, I would rather yeah. stay flat at doing 50 million trees per year. Yeah. And I have an incredible team that's there right. and you look forward to going into work every day. And we know Love we have it. quality partners on the ground. So I'm not looking 10 years out in terms of we're going to be at this level. I mean, having this shindig here, you know, and this retractable roof and being able to come in here and you can bring your dogs and having a team that's working cohesively, synergistically, you're not stressed to life and have quotas breathing down your, your back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I know I'm not answering your question, but really it's always been build the brand corporate culture to me. And, and, and then obviously quality projects and long-term partnerships. If I were to say anything, I think a lot of these things that we yeah. do, they need multi-year commitments from brands that they know they have funding for the next five years versus this one year, one and done type of thing. And then the company's hired all these people to for the labor and everything, and then they don't have the funding in place. So we're looking at that. So what I use the term, and we're enhancing our systems in this year. And I think that will be always what we're trying to strive for is just keep getting better and better at what we do. Amazing. Well, tell the audience about like, the new digs in the HQ. It's in a old restaurant in Montreal. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, COVID hit so many, so many restaurants, right? But now maybe all these restaurants will become like nonprofit headquarters, right? Like <laughs> what a cool thing that would be. So, so like, available. yeah, it's an amazing restaurant, one of a kind here in Montreal. And, you know, there's an Italian restaurant and the roof retracts. They have these, you know, trees that are growing along the wall. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. There. And, um, you know, we're going to obviously retrofit this to have conference rooms where people can go into meetings, but kind of open style cafe. Yeah, it's, great. Is, it's in Little Italy. So there's a lot of great cafes and restaurants around here and a beautiful park accessible by Metro. 
We want our employees to be the bike path to get here, bring your bikes in. Amazing. Next yeah, year, no. Forest Fest number two, and you'll be coming to our HQ when we open it up. <laughs> we're we're gonna do we're gonna do a whole day worth of uh worth mm. of conversations and stuff. And yeah, because I mean, look, you'll have amazing people at Forest Fest. So I think you can I can grab a lot of episodes from from that as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, pulling people aside, you know, invite them over to the to the conference room and, and and you know have some recording sessions with some with some cool people. So super looking forward to it. I know you're busy. Thank you so much for your time. We will talk soon for sure. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks.